Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Oh, agreement on the text line. We love it. It's, uh, it says, nail on the head there, Craven. Ed's is the best in Taylor. Yep, it is. Absolutely. Burgers, cash Burgers. only. Burgers, cash only. Every little town needs a place like Ed's. You know yeah, back in the day, you get like a dollar, beer dollar, you know. Like, it, was, it was a good little place. They got a pool, pool table in there. It's nice. Mike Craven is the voice you're hearing. He is uh, helping us out this morning. Try to be hopes he's going to come back tomorrow, too, with Bucky doing the final work for the mullet open. He called us this morning and said he's been up since four, and he's... He's grinding, getting this tournament ready to go. And now it's you know 22nd playing of the Mullet Open. It's, uh, as I said earlier, when Bucky was with us, I mean, a lot of the people who play in the Mullet Open have played in every Mullet Open. And so they just sign up to be ready to go next year. And they bring the same team and the same group. And unfortunately, we've had some pass away over the time. But the ones that are still kicking and rolling, they show up. So it's hard to get a spot in the Mullet Open. So Bucky has started the mini Mullet, which will be tomorrow afternoon with a smaller field and uh, – my buddy uh, Travis Tindall from Hayes City Store and Ice House, who is also a partner of ours on the Eyes on Texas multicast, Mike, uh, he's going to be out there making burgers for the for the for the folks in the mini mullet flight. So that'll be tomorrow, and then of course uh, Saturday or Friday we'll be cranking it up. We'll do the show live Friday morning from Bastrop, or almost to Bastrop, right across from Cedar Creek High School, home of Alfred Collins. And that's about it. That's about it. Uh, but uh, that that resort is beautiful, so we're excited to be out there, and that's where Buck is today and tomorrow. He'll rejoin me on Friday morning out there uh, as the, the tournament itself tees off at 11 o'clock. So looking forward to it. While uh, Buck's out, Mike is here, and we're talking NBA basketball from last night with the uh, Lakers' big win in at Golden State. Uh, you know, again, say this about the Warriors. They they just finished a pretty rigorous seven-game series with Sacramento that they had to go to Sacramento to win. So this was a quick turnaround for them. Lakers just, if you go back to when their six-game win over Memphis, they annihilated the Grizzlies in that game six. What was the final, like 120-85 to 85 or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't sweat very much in their sixth game. Six game. So they've been sitting and waiting. And uh, meanwhile, you know, the, the the Warriors had to play a couple of high-leverage games, game six and seven. Really, they all were because it was 2-2 two, two and, you know, five, six, and seven. That was a, a high-leverage series, and uh, Warriors won it. So I, I think it's fair to say that the, the Lakers were going to have the fresher legs last night. Maybe you have a chance to get the jump on the Warriors, and they did. They did, 117-112. But the biggest development for me is that Anthony Davis played so well, and that's that's got to be scary for Golden State. They're hoping to get bad Anthony Davis. If they get that AD, it's going to be a problem for them. They just don't have anybody to affect them in a way. I mean, this is a series that feels perfectly made for Anthony Davis to have a big one, you know, at least four or five of those big games. We'll see what LeBron can do. Uh, I graduated the exact same grade as LeBron James, and to see him still out there winning, <laughs> winning games and stuff, like as I like struggle to get out of my car, 
uh, is is always a fascinating deal. Hey, he's the best. I don't. I'm not gonna say best basketball player. He's just the best athlete of my lifetime. You know, just like from a physical. You know, six eight, all the things that he can do. Uh, just a physical freak. It's still crazy to see him out there. You know, dictating who wins and doesn't win NBA championships. Yeah, I mean, he's been impactful for that long. And Steph Curry, obviously. I mean, these are. I mean, I've been saying it all morning, but these are the two be- two greatest yeah. players of this generation. I mean, they are. You know what Steph has done with the Splash Brothers and the Warriors, and what LeBron has done at, at multiple stops now. Uh, there, I was trying to think of like what what is equivalent to this over the last twenty years, and the only thing I could really think of was uh, Tiger Phil, yeah, um, and then Manning Brady, uh, in terms of just like the two unquestioned best in their sport going up against each other year in year out, and it and I think it's still lasting into this amount of time. Yeah, and and it, you know. You know the Manning Brady one didn't last as long, but it was there for sure. I mean, it was um, you know the entire 2000 to 2013 or 14. That was all Manning and Brady for sure. So it was a long stretch. And in the NBA, you can play a little bit longer than in football typically. And Tom Brady played longer than anybody's ever yeah. played at that level uh, in football. So he's been the outlier. But that's good. I mean, Tiger and Phil. You know, but you know, did did Phil ever really challenge Tiger? I guess he did. He won the Masters and five majors. But uh, that's good. I like that. So we'll take it. And you know, I, what I love is looking back, but also looking forward with what are what's the next. And that's why I look at what's going on in the AFC and think, man, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. these three quarterbacks for the next ten years. What's that going to look like? Um, you know, because Tom Brady, you know, he did his thing with Manning, and then he dueled with Mahomes, and then he dueled with. You know, Aaron Rodgers over in the NFC for a little bit and uh, just kept winning. Uh, Patrick Mahomes feels like he's got that Brady feel to him, right? He's He's been in the league five years as a starter and has been to three Super Bowls and won two of them. So it's you got to go through Mahomes to get there. And that's where Joe Burrow beat him one time, right? He got Cincinnati to a Super Bowl already. And now here, and Josh Allen hadn't done it yet. Uh, but then you throw to the mix the Tua's and the Justin Herbert's and the Trevor Lawrence's and you know, Lamar Jackson just got re-signed. He's back. Deshaun Watson's in Cleveland. There's so much competition for that. But um, will there will there be two rivals emerge? Right? Will it be two, or is it going to be three, or is it going to be Burrow and Mahomes moving forward? What's your What's your say on that? I mean, it, I think Mahomes is in a class of himself. Right? I mean, you look at any single chart that you see in the NFL, and they become Patrick Mahomes charts because they're trying to show you how great Brady's career is. And you're like, what's that little line over here? It's like, oh, that's Mahomes' trajectory if he keeps going on. So uh, he feels like a class in by himself. I'm a huge Joe Burrow guy. I mean, I was here at that game. You know, when LSU beat Texas, he's been great ever since then. Uh, he just wins football games. He, he seems to get it. I think he's going to be really good for a long time. I'm more of the Justin Herbert of being that next guy, though, like more than Josh Allen, more than Lamar Jackson. Uh, some of that comes down to the team and what the Chargers can become around him. Uh, but just from a throw-the-ball-in-a-really-pretty-way standpoint, Justin Herbert's hard to beat. And uh, can he beat out Max Duggan this year? It's a question now. <laughs> <laughs> because we talked about— Don't count out Max. You know, all you got to do is sprain your ankle, and all of a sudden he's taking your yeah, job, and he's a Heisman yeah. finalist. That's Chandler Morris. Right, so don't exactly. let Max get your job. He won't give it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, TCU's – the LA Chargers drafted three of the significant figures off that TCU offense that played for the national championship. Which is surprising because they played it in L.A., and if that's all you have seen of TCU, you probably wouldn't have drafted three of those guys. Yeah, Max Duggan in the seventh round, but they also drafted Quentin Johnston in the first, and then Darius Davis, the speedster. So three of those guys, and yeah, they, they have horror memories of that stadium yeah. they're going to play in. Uh, Steve Avila was drafted by the Rams, so he also has to go back and deal with those as a now home stadium mm-hmm. with the L.A. Rams. But uh, yeah, so um, 
You know, somebody said Puna Ford, huge pickup pick by Buffalo. Because you know, the you weren't with us in the six o'clock hour, and I was talking to Ty about Buffalo. We're going into last year. Buffalo was everybody's favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, the prohibitive. I mean, it was. And how not? How can you not? They and, and look. Obviously, the Von Miller injury for them was significant. They had brought some Von Miller in to help rush Patrick Mahomes and help him win those big games, and he got hurt. Um, you know, so let's not forget about Buffalo because I don't think they're just going to go away. I think they had a good good draft. I think getting Dalton Kincaid there is big. I think people forget in free agency they signed Damian Harris, the running back from New England, who'd been kind of that hard nosed bruiser. I think that's something New England, that Bill Buffalo needs. They, you know, Josh Allen can't be their lead fullback. He can't play Sam Ellinger, you know, where I'm going to be the the power back uh, on short yardage. They need to be more physical. And I think that's where they're trying to go with their offense. But you add Dalton Kincaid. With who's the best receiving prospect to come into the draft in quite a while, tight end, to go with Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs. And there's also talk that Buffalo could make a move for DeAndre Hopkins. That, you know, Arizona wants to trade DeHop. I mean, they do. Now, any team that's negotiating, they, he, they need to eat a lot of his contract. But I think it's pretty clear Arizona's playing for next year, right? They're playing for the future. They traded with Houston to go ahead and pick up another first-round pick next year. They want to be in the mix for, you know, Caleb Williams so they can – you know, deal with the Kyler Murray situation maybe that way. And they're, they're going to try to lose games this year, I think, in Arizona. So they're going to trade Hopkins, but he's owed too much money. So the, the owner, the Bidwells, who have been known as cheap owners, they're going to have to eat a lot of that. But I think Buffalo is, is in the mix. If, they'll, if they can get the contract right, they'll give up the compensation. And you give me an offense that features Josh Allen, Kincaid, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and DeHop, they're right there. They are right there. But Aaron Rodgers is now in the division. Um, to a tongue by Aloha. Gosh, the, the Miami Dolphins added Devin Devon A. Chain yeah. to the speed team. And as we said earlier, the, the the Miami Dolphins bumper sticker is catch us if you can. I mean, it really is a four by one hundred meter relay team that could compete at the world level, I think, right mm-hmm. now with Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, Devon A. Chain, and uh, Raheem Mostert, their running back. Those dudes can really run. So look looking forward to the AFC. But but to your point, as it started, will a rivalry between two quarterbacks emerge like we saw with Manning and uh, and Brady for so many years and somebody said that Curry LeBron is like Federer Nadal oh yeah that's a good one I, I think I just illustrated a blind spot of mine and that's probably tennis but yeah that's it that's a that's a really good one yeah no that's good uh, this is every 2024 mock draft I've seen has Arizona picking one two well that would mean that the Texans would have the second worst record I don't think that's going to happen that's a little bit of optimism for me I think the Texans play in an easy enough division that they're going to chalk up some wins. and I mean, I think it very well could be a top-10 pick, but I don't think it's going to be the two-pick. Somebody is, though. That would be a hell of a trade for the Cardinals, though, if it ends up being one Well, that's why everybody ridiculed the Texans for doing it, that you know you may have given up the number two pick next year. Uh, is, is You know you gave up your you know 12 pick this year and two next year. Was that worth Will Anderson? Will Anderson better be very good. Obviously, he's got to be a cornerstone player and a Pro Bowl player and uh, become your, your best defensive player pretty quickly. Same time, the Texans would tell you that, no, we, we made that move to get both guys because we really were having a hard time. Pick, we knew we had to have a quarterback, but we really wanted Will Anderson, uh, and our defensive coordinator, our defensive-minded coach, wanted that player to build his defense around. Uh, so we we did that to get yeah. both. And, and my we, conspiracy there is that the owner wanted the quarterback, the head coach wanted the defensive lineman, and so they just did both. Yeah, and because the owner also has to sell tickets, and that that mm-hmm. team can't. Because if you take Will Anderson, which is what the coach wanted to do, and then all of a sudden you at twelve, you're not able to trade back up or get to Will Levis. Because look, obviously Will Levis dropped out of the 
I mean, as it turns out, if Houston had not made that trade, they could have drafted somebody at 12, Lucas Van Noy or Nolan Smith, or and they still could have had Will Levis with the pick at 33, yeah. it turns out, because Arizona then traded that pick to Tennessee, and they came in and took Will Levis. Yep. So, you know. Would you rather have Will Anderson, Levis, and those draft picks or Stroud, Anderson, and, and not the draft picks? That's that's the question for the Texans. They answered that. I don't know what my answer would be. I, I'm not sure Stroud or Levis becomes, you know, a big time NFL starter. I'm well, a Levis guy. Well, Are he, you? He's in Tennessee, oh, yeah. and I think it's fascinating. Is that because he just like drinks milk or drinks <laughs> mayonnaise in his car? Is just because he's a weird dude? Or like, what is it that I you've just, seen? I, I watched him play in Kentucky this year, and I, I, I liked what he did with. Not the best talent in the SEC, but against some of the best defenses. I mean, he had his down games, and he was hurt for some of the season. But that plus his workouts before the draft and that that throwing motion, and I'm, that that might be it. Just watching him in shorts, throwing the yeah. throwing the football far. I, I I liked what I saw from him. So yeah, he's excited. got big boomer bust potential. Big boomer right? bust, I mean, and I think he does. He, he by all accounts, one of the reasons. He, I mean, he fell out of the first round because people didn't want to lock themselves into that four-year contract and a fifth-year option right. with this guy because they just didn't trust him. Right. Uh, that was that was pretty pretty uh, magnified because because he could be really good, but at the same time the interviews were not good. Uh, he's kind of a cocky meathead kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he does put mayonnaise in his coffee, which is peculiar to say the least. <laughs> Eats banana peels. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we'll see. I, I think the fact that Tennessee got him and don't have to guarantee him that five years and the it's fifth a great year option, pick in the second round. It's a great pick. Great pick in the second. Which round. is kind of the point to the Texans. But would Texans fans have been happy with Will Levis there? You know, I, who knows? I mean, time will tell. And I'm talking to myself because if I know my my Texans and their history with quarterbacks, CJ won't be any good, and they'll. Arizona will pick one two next year and take Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and they'll trade Kyler Murray for a truckload of stuff. I don't know because uh, Houston just yeah. always gets it wrong. That, they always get it wrong. That's who I'm looking for in that next draft is Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, freak. that guy, freak, incredible, incredible. Think about the run for Ohio State: Garris Wilson, Chris Olave, pretty damn good. Wilson, the offensive rookie of the year. Smith and Jigba, maybe better than those guys at his best. And now Marvin Harrison Jr. has no peer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy is unbelievable. And so, yeah, that Arizona could have set themselves up for the future. Houston, though, look, whatever I'm saying, Houston had to rebrand. They they couldn't not make a dramatic move that they could sell to their fans. Whether it works or not, we'll see. They, they couldn't be complacent here. This team hired a head coach that everybody loves. The franchise has been so bad for three years. They had to give something for people to get excited about. And Houston's excited. I mean, they've got a, what they think can be two cornerstone players and a decent team. You know, in free agency, Houston signed uh, you know, Dalton Schultz to be a weapon to throw to, Robert Woods to be a weapon, Noah Brown uh, off the Cowboys roster. They they brought in Devin Singletary from De Buffalo to be the change of pace back with Damian yeah. Pierce. Offensive line's getting better. Offensive line has been – they brought in Shaq Mason from Tampa to be a interior guard. They also drafted two interior players this mm-hmm. weekend. So – and they drafted Kenyon Green out of A&M last year, number 15. So they've got the makings of a pretty formidable offense, efficient offense, if you know C.J. Stroud is as advertised or you know he can become a really good quarterback because D'Amico Ryans wants to build a really – look, it's going to be in the likeness they just came from in San Francisco. Yep. Great lines of scrimmage, physical, fast on defense. Uh, you know, D'Amico did bring in Jimmy Ward off of that defensive backfield. Remember, he had the big interception against the Cowboys this past year. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in and help teach that defense to the rest of this group. And I know you like Jalen Petrie a lot. Love him. Uh, the Baylor kid, Devin, Sing- uh, Devin Stingley, or Derek Stingley uh, from LSU in that back end. So there are some pieces, and Will Anderson has to be really good. I can argue both ways, but this is what's great about the draft. Time will tell. 
I'm excited to see Jalen Petrie and the D'Amico Ryan's defense. Yeah. He's going to be unlocked because that kid can do everything. He really can. He, he was the Big 12. Where did he go to def- high school? Uh, Stafford. Ooh. Um, so down yeah. Houston Stafford. Yep. Oh can, wow. Can Home do, of Andrew Luck. Can do uh, can do anything. Uh, can play. You know, kind of a linebacker. Play safety. Can cover. Can come off the edge. I, I think his uh, versatility is going to be unlocked with with D'Amico. Yeah. Well, that, there's there's something to like. Same time, I I will just I would bet a lot that Houston doesn't have the second worst record in the NFL next year. Uh, yeah, and I think division's a big part of it. They were playing in a different division where they didn't get to play Tennessee twice and Indianapolis twice, who are also in struggle rebuild mode. Uh, I, I may have a different opinion because, but but in that division, they can get some victories, and they're, gonna, and they're playing a last place schedule. What is success in year one? Um, seven eight wins. Okay, yeah, I think that's seven a good eight one. wins. They get that, they'll be picking twelve, right? right. Ten, yeah. uh, which Arizona will have a, a you know one and ten, which still ain't bad. And I think they accomplished what they wanted to do out of that trade too. So uh, time will tell. That's the beauty of it. Mike Craven is here. Uh, you said Stafford, Stratford, Stratford, Stratford. Actually, my high school graduation was in that arena there at Stratford. Was it? Yeah, because when I was leaving Northwest Houston in 1991, we didn't have an arena big enough. Mm. Now they've Cypher has blown up, <laughs> but um, in the last 30 years. Hey, Mike, the uh, real quick because we're going to get to our live music update with our guy Nick Shuley coming up, uh, helping us find the live music, which I know you love too, Mike. But the um, last couple minutes we have your tour of Texas because you're writing for Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You visited every all 12. 12 of the 13 campuses mm-hmm. during the spring of the schools that play at the Division One level. Your your coworker did the Texas State thing. I want to ask yep. you that real quick. Now, am I right on this? That G.J. Kenny's now the coach at Texas State, mm-hmm. and they brought in two transfers on the offensive line from Oklahoma. Yeah. And uh, I think both of them were pretty highly recruited. Yeah, one of them is a five-star guy. Um, also, also got Joshua Eaton out there on the defensive backfield. And so, yeah, they're they're putting together some talent. You know, their quarterback's an Arkansas transfer um, it's going to be. You know, it's not going to be what Colorado is doing, but it's going to be a similar thing. Like SMU is going through the same thing as well now. Like the rules allow you to turn over a roster in a way that never you were never allowed to before, and so you're starting to see first year head coaches be able to put their thumbprint on a roster in a way you know that old coaches had to wait three or four recruiting cycles to finally go. Hey, these are my guys. You can do that quicker now. I'm excited to see what happens in Texas State. You know, last year they had a really good defense. You know, they probably should have gone to a bowl game if that offense was any good. Lane, Lane Hatcher underachieved at, at quarterback transfer in from Arkansas State, and so if they can score points, and that's what GJ Kinney and and Mac and, and Mac Leftwich do on the offensive side of the ball at, at Incarnate Word, they were scoring more points than anybody. If they can go in and get to 30, 40 points a game. It's going to be a really fun team to watch in the Sun Belt. GJ Kinney, your thoughts? I mean, he's a young coach, right? Yeah. He comes out. He played for Jeff Trailer. In high school at yep. Gilmer, yep, and uh, wanted to. You know, he maybe had some other options as a head coach with the success at in Incarnate Word. He wanted to be in Texas. He wanted to be able to use his connections with the his. Of course, his father was a longtime high school coach in the state, and that story's been told. But uh, what's your your read on GJ? So you know, I think he's an excellent young coach. You know, he's been kind of a jumper. You know, you look at his resume; he hasn't stayed anywhere other than a year and like six or seven years as a coach. And so, uh, if I'm Texas State. The worry is if he has one or two good years, he's gone. But that's life at the G5 level. We were talking about earlier about Jeff Trailer and how it's a matter of when, not if, uh, he leaves. And so if you're Texas State, you'd sign up for that. You haven't gone to a bowl game yet as an FBS team. I think the good news for Texas State, the thing I'd be most excited for if I was a Texas State fan, is that the administration behind the scenes is finally there that cares about football. For a long time, it was an administration at Texas State who did not care about football, who still saw it as an FCS program. Uh, The new guys there really do. They really care about it. They're going to put it out front, and that's going to be a big deal. Because we have to remember, the the only indoor in San Marcos is that San Marcos High School. 
Yeah, they used to go practice. and They still do. The only weight room big enough in San Marcos to fit the whole Texas State football team in at one time is at San Marcos High School. If you work out at Texas State, you have to do it in three different groupings. Yeah. Right? And so until all that changes, this is where they're going to be, but they, they're finally getting the funding together to fix that. Well said. Because while he was here, Jake Spavital became a friend uh, personally, and uh, I know that's what he was most frustrated about. And he understands it's a – you know, net some outcome, and you got to win games. And his offense was the reason that they didn't. And he brought in a lot of different players, and didn't build high school football. He, he he knew what he was. He took his way, and you know the high school football, the high school coaches' relationships were a problem for him. But in the end, he was really frustrated that he didn't get a chance to to coach under this president because yep. he just came in. He is a football coach, football president, and you know they're going to make the moves that you have to because you know Jake would cite for everything you criticize him for what you just said. We don't have a weight room. We have to go to the high school in even the area. Even the recruiting, to, even the recruiting stuff. Like it costs more money to recruit high school kids than it does portal kids because you got to go on the road and you got to visit those high school kids. And they didn't have the money to go to Houston and spend three days recruiting them. I, mean, I remember at the coaching school convention in San Antonio, we're hanging out pretty late at night. It's like, hey, where are you staying? He's like, what do you mean staying? I'm going back go to back. San Marcos. They're not going to pay for me a hotel up here yeah. for this. And so it's just little things of that nature that kind of forced his hand. I don't think Kenny's going to have to deal with as many of those hurdles. Uh, G.J. Kinney now in, and Jake now coaching offense, uh, the Cal. offense at Cal. Yeah. Back, uh, of course, he was with Sonny Dykes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of his mentors and one of his great friends in the coaching industry is Sonny Dykes. Uh, but, uh, Mike Craven, you're going to come back tomorrow, right? So we'll be able yeah. to talk some more because I, I think it's just great insight. And hopefully, you, if you want to go back, Mike and I have started and launched a multicast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. You can listen to it or watch it. It's uh, the Eyes on Texas Multicast. It's all focused on Texas football, but in it, we talk a lot about the teams Texas is going to play because your insights being on those campuses and talking to those coaches. So we've got seven episodes in the can. You can always go back and listen. We covered the entirety of spring practice, including the spring game, uh, but now we're going to be down for May and then come back in June right after Memorial Day when the Longhorns return, and we will go full bore uh, an episode every single week and then extra episodes on top of that. So we're excited about it. The uh, it's easy to find us, too. Just Eyes on Texas Multicast, Eyes on Texas Pod. Got a Twitter account, Instagram, YouTube. You can find it at the Dave Campbell's Texas Football YouTube and the Horns mm-hmm. YouTube page. All the episodes are there, so go check it out. And, Mike, you'll come back tomorrow. We'll talk more football, more basketball, and uh, thanks for doing it. Coming up, though, we've got Nick Shuley. Uh, he is our new live music update guy, and he's doing one hell of a job. He's got his favorite music picks for the weekend. Also got to get into a little bit for the stories from that Willie Nelson birthday extravaganza out at the Hollywood Bowl this past weekend. The stories are are just incredible Uh, from everybody that showed up to say happy birthday to the great Willie Nelson. That's coming next. It's Bucky and Aaron. Digging that. That is a little ditty from um, the number one choice of Nick Shuley for the live music roadmap this week. We'll tell you that is coming up. A little tease there. Don't say it there, Nick. <laughs> uh, but that's your number one pick, and that's a band from Austin, correct? Am I right about uh, this? Or? I don't think they're from Austin. They're from they're from somewhere else, but their manager is out of Austin. Okay, that's what you told me. Manager out of Austin. But uh, excited to get to a Wednesday to get to the live music update. And, of course, Nick Shuley, who's the uh, president of the Austin Music Movement, uh, doing all things music in Austin, Texas. Chairman of the board of uh, Music Makes Austin as well. So you are completely tied in in the music capital of the world, which is why we love having you. you also done marketing for the, the likes of Lance Armstrong and Bo Jackson and also doing uh, Clark Field Collective. You're all over the place, man. You're a busy guy. Yeah. Busy guy. Too many things. 
How'd you, how'd you, because you, you know, we all watched the NFL draft last weekend and you doing all the NIL stuff with, uh, you know, the Longhorn One Fund and, um, you know, the Clarkfield Collective. You kind of watch it differently. You, the, you have personal relationships with all these players or, who get drafted and don't get drafted. That's got to be a little bit different for you. Yeah, I was, I was sweating it out a little for, uh, for Morrow, but I was glad he got, he ended up getting drafted and, and seeing, seeing Roshan and Bijan and everybody get drafted is just, just so cool to see their, their lives change and their reaction. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just a it's just a cool deal. I, I always I joke now that I've always been such a UT fan, but now actually knowing and working with the kids, it makes it even more painful when you watch the games. Like you, you're you're way too invested. <laughs> yeah, you you feel for him. For well, sure. and then you know the, we said Bijan goes eight overall. He's going to wear Michael Vick's number seven, <laughs> which is cool. And we're gonna we need to have that debate tomorrow. Which can can Bijan make that number have more of an impact than Michael Vick did on the Atlanta Falcons franchise? That's going to be difficult. But uh, he's going to wear seven because Drake London wears five. But how about this? I mean, we, you know because you worked with all these guys. We know because we covered them. These are all great, great dudes, like just great people. Bijan was asked when you sign your first contract, what's your first big purchase? And he's, he actually said this. He said, oh, I'm going to be able to pay my tithes. I mean, his ten percent to the Catholic Church. He's such a he's such <laughs> an, that was his answer. He's an amazing human. He really is. Like that. Like anything you hear about how great he is, it doesn't even do it justice. Yeah, he's, that's his answer. Well, now I get to because if you tithe uh, under Catholic doctrine, you're devoting at least ten percent to the church, wow. and you'll get it back on the other side by doing that. And uh, Bijan obviously believes that. So he's going to be giving his Catholic parish and the Catholic Church a lot of money. Those local churches need to be fighting for him in, in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, come to our parish. Yeah, Marietta uh, or wherever yes. he's going to live. <laughs> uh, but that's his type. And I also saw where Roshan Johnson was drafted by the Bears. Uh, and the, we read these quotes earlier in the week. But, man, the, the lead scout who was the one pounding the table for Roshan was almost in tears that they got him. Like He actually had the quote when he was meeting with the Chicago media that he said, well, wait till you get to meet this guy. He's like, he's the guy, you'll be around him for a while, and you realize you're the one that has issues. You're the one that has stuff you need to be working on, and I'm the adult. <laughs> Man, he came out. We had him out at an event speaking to uh, to, a bun- to a bunch of kids from, uh, I, I believe it was uh, it was uh, Travis High School yeah. or Hayes High School. I can't remember which one. And, but he came out, and you know, you, don't, you never know when, when the kids are going to come speak. Like, you kind of try to brief them, give them, a, you know, give them a little bit of talking points, et cetera. He didn't need anything. He came out. Didn't even have a piece of paper. Just absolutely crushed it. Blew everyone away, and just was so thankful. Sat there, sat there, talked to everybody, signed autographs, took pictures. Just, just such a neat, neat guy. And he's a heck of a football player too. Yeah. Who, uh, and that, who couldn't be happy for Demarvion Overshone getting drafted by the, the Cowboys. And I love that Demo said that he, he was that guy. He grew up in East Texas, and all of his buddies were Cowboys fans. So he decided not to be. <laughs> he was like, I, I, you know, I'm that guy. I'm not going to like him because you all like him, but he's so thrilled to be a Cowboy. And if you've ever seen the Bevo Boulevard walk that they all do, DeMarvion always comes down, even when it's hot outside. He's got his big Cowboy hat on. We went to a 2A high He's a rancher, man. He's got this big <laughs> duster jacket on, like straight out of Yellowstone. Boots. I mean, he is. A, if there ever is a cowboy, it's Demarvion. Oh, I'm so I'm so excited to see him play for. I was I was hoping Roshan and Bijan. I just wanted everybody to go to the Cowboys, but you know we can't have that. <laughs> you got the one. I think. I mean, I I, I actually tweeted right before they took Demarvion. I said, kind of feeling Roshan Johnson here to the Cowboys in the next. You know, it's the other Longhorn at the other position, and Dan Quinn got his guy, which was pretty cool. Also, congrats to Keandre Coburn. He's going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Get to go. Start at the Super Bowl level. Keandre, good for you, my friend. Uh, so, yeah, five Longhorns drafted. So that was pretty cool. And they've all worked with you guys. And Morrow to the Eagles in the seventh round. Uh, good stuff right there. Also over the weekend, before we get to the live music picks from you, Nick, Nick Shuley is with us. 
uh, the Willie Nelson birthday event at the Hollywood Bowl. How about that? I've I've just heard of a few little things, and it was just apparently the who's who, and just an absolutely incredible thing. I wish I, I wish I could have been there for that. Yeah, I shared a, a piece of music. It's probably too long to play. Sturgill Simpson got up there, and Sturgill's so good. And he looked at Willie and said, "Yeah, I, I will. I'll only say this here, but you are the reason I got into country music. Your songs, your way of doing things." And uh, Sturgill then belted out a, a Willie classic, which was so awesome. Just the whole thing. I mean, Keith Richards showed up. I mean. Everybody that was booked to be there showed up, and you know the, the the headliners. But and there was like forty of them. But then just other randos, random people. They're not random. They're stars. They just said, "No, I'm going to be there. I'm going to I'm going to show up uh, out in L.A. at the Hollywood Bowl." So happy birthday to Willie Nelson, ninety years young and still rolling. Put out an album just recently here. Uh, yeah. Another one, a studio album from from Willie. Uh, all right, uh, Nick, what are your favorite picks this week? I mean, you you just said to me right before we started that you're you're getting a little bit geeked out because the. The live music here in the spring is picking up, and it's it's hard to pick ten. Yeah, it it, it got really tough, so I cheated and, and did. I usually do five, but we're definitely going to do ten today, and it's just going to get worse as we get in the summer because there's so <laughs> many good good things coming, and you know, I have to leave ones off. There's so much good stuff. I started number ten, and this is an in store at uh, Waterloo Records that you want to mention. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I'll start. I'll start with uh, Tedeschi Trucks first because I want to throw that one in at number ten, so I don't get yelled at anymore <laughs> by the Jam Band fans. Just want to make sure that's in there. Uh, Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi. That's are a great show. Phenomenal, and that at, at the amphitheater outside. It, it, that will be a, an amazing show. That's Sunday, and it's yeah, across from Moody Center there, What the the, uh, the outdoor amphitheater, the yeah. Moody Amphitheater. Yeah, if you haven't been, it's it's definitely worth your time. It's gorgeous. Yeah, how is and, that venue? I don't think I've seen a show there yet. The sound's phenomenal. It sounds great. They did a great job with it, and it's got, you've got the backdrop of the city, and it's it's just a it's a cool experience. Definitely worth going out well, to. Well, if you're going to see a there. jam band like Tedeschi Trucks, that's a good spot. You can sit back, look up at the, look up at the, at the moon, and... Uh, Listen in, in this jam. That's the only awesome. time I've been there was to see a jam band, and it was the nice the lawn in the back's nice. I didn't even know that place was there until yeah. I went. It kind of <laughs> who'd you see? Comes, ah, I, forget, I think it, it wasn't widespread panic. Um, Why don't you remember? Well, <laughs> well, they had the Austin yeah. Uh, yeah. they had the Austin Blues Fest there last weekend, That's which true. was cool. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of great jamming going on. Um, I know a good buddy of mine went to Eeyore's birthday and then bounced <laughs> over to Blues Fest. I, like, I heard Eeyore's birthday That's an Austin isn't BYOB anymore. <gasps> they sell beer at Eeyore's birthday? That's a beer crime. Tickets. Oh, my goodness. Beer tickets? What is this, the fair? State Fair of Texas? Come on, Eeyore. Man, they're, they're getting corporate over there. Kidding. Don't, don't sure come at me. sure there's some kind of law or city <laughs> ordinance or something, I guess. I'm All sure. right, so uh, I like it. It's Tedeschi Trucks on Sunday. Also, uh, what, what about uh, the next one? Yeah, yeah I have uh, if anybody that hasn't been out to a Waterloo Records in-store, it's definitely worth your time. There's a great one uh, tomorrow with Matthew Logan Vasquez, who was the lead singer of Delta Spirit, which is just a, a great kind of, uh, I would say, a little more Americana rock band, but but definitely worth your time. But he's uh, he's going to be doing a solo thing at Waterloo, and, and that'll be it. That's, those are always at, I what think, they're always, that at, I think they're always at 5 p.m. 5 o'clock in and, store, and then you can pick up some vinyl and check them. You can never, you can go, record store is one of those places like Academy. You can just hang out there all afternoon, not buy anything, but you just had a great time. Oh, I lived, I lived there in <laughs> high school back, back when, when records and CDs meant a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's still locally owned and doing great at Waterloo records. That's uh, Matthew Logan Vasquez. What about number nine? Yeah. Number nine, we got Sam McPherson at, at the parish. And I want to give a little love to the, to the new parish. If, if you haven't been out there, it's kind of on the, it's, it's moved. It's not on sixth anymore. It's on the, the east side of, of 35, uh, Kind of, I believe it was the Palm Door before. It could be. It could be wrong on that. But it was. Uh, it's a. It's a cool little spot, and the sounds great. And Sam McPherson's kind of uh, airy pop, uh, a little bit of rock, but uh, really cool show. And then uh, seven, we've got Tamika Jones, who is an Austin staple soul singer, just an 
incredible voice. She's playing Sea Boys tomorrow. There's a lot of stuff happening tomorrow. Uh, sea Boys, Heart and Soul, which when I was going to St. Edward's was Trophies. <laughs> trophies. Trophies yep. Sports Bar. Spent a uh, good bit of time place. in there. I missed but that now place. I, it looks much better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sea Boys is incredible. <laughs> sea Boys is a great spot for live music uh, right there on South Congress, almost Old Torf heading south. Yeah. And then number six, uh, Louis Capaldi. He's a, he's a big deal, I, I believe. Actually, I've, I don't want to say where he's from because I'll mess it up somewhere in the UK. But he uh, he has a big show on Netflix right now. But it's uh, he's a phenomenal songwriter. He's doing Moody Amphitheater on Monday, the 8th. Uh, definitely worth the time there. Capaldi's a, a big star with the younger set. Yes, huge. He's huge. he's on the, kind of a, the, the next TikToks. Ed Sheeran kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's a he's a hilarious guy though. Kind of makes fun of everybody and and is just a seems like a good natured guy. Like that one. All right. So that's a big traveling show coming in. What about uh, Stubbs on Saturday? Number five is uh, placebo at Stubbs on uh, on Sunday, May seventh. Oh, Sunday. But okay. It is, uh, that's that's for me. That's for my late '90s Brit rock stuff that I used to really like. But they're really cool. Placebo is a, a great band. The guy has a very interesting voice, and they do a great cover of uh, "Running Up That Hill." Nice. And then uh, number four, some some old Austin staples. The Mike Flanagan trio is playing Sea Boys on Friday and Saturday, and uh, Jimmy Vaughn will be with them. So that's that's definitely worth your time. And. Once again, Sea Boys is is a is a great spot to see some music. Sea Boys, that's the former trophies we just mentioned, and it's so cool. I mean, Mike Flanagan and uh, he. I mean, Jimmy lives near Sea Boys, I believe. I, I believe so. And so he just likes to go play there to keep keep fresh for when he goes on tour or put something out. I mean, you're seeing I mean, this is Austin, Texas, right? Sea Boys, heart and soul. You're seeing an absolute legend in Jimmy Vaughn. He's just trying to stay, it's like watching him take batting practice, right? And uh, what a treat, two nights, uh, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Seaboys is like that. It's kind of, it's it's one of those places where you could, you know, like one of those comedy clubs in New York where you'll just go there and you'll see somebody pop up. And it's, uh, I've seen Leon Bridges there. I've seen, <laughs> I mean, there's been so many good things to just kind of pop up. They still do the chicken blank bingo every now and again. I yeah, I believe so. <laughs> that's I always fun so. to do. Yeah. Uh, so that's Mike <laughs> Flanagan along with Jimmy Vaughn on. Uh, on what Friday and Friday Saturday, and Saturday. boys, yep. and then number three. This is a big one. This one ties all geeking out about. <laughs> That's Stubbs. The, this one, will, this one will be a little crazy. I, I feel like it's a pretty big underplay for him because he's he. I believe he's bigger than than this venue. I think that I think Stubbs is twenty eight hundred, and uh, Little Wayne will be at Stubbs tomorrow, which will be uh, a, a a large large crowd. It's it's definitely sold out. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Little Tucci. What's going on? At, what's that smoke that's billowing up out of stuff? That's not barbecue. A little bit of both. That's not yeah. barbecue. Hey, now, that'll it's, be a good one. It's definitely definitely worth the watch. <laughs> uh, and here's a great one, because I love seeing anyone at Green Hall, and this sounds like a great show. I haven't seen him in so long. Give me the uh, number two on your list. Number two. So uh, this one's especially a big deal because he uh, he had had surgery recently on his throat and w- had retired from music in 2022. But Charlie Robeson's coming back. And he's playing Green Hall, and that one that one is sold out. I'm doing everything I can to to get into it because he's he is phenomenal. I'm a huge fan of Bruce too, but I was uh, Charlie was always just like I was such a such. Well, a big they're fan. brothers, right? And Bruce and Bruce is uh, such a great songwriter. Oh, incredible, legendary uh, songwriter. And then Charlie was more the performer and yep. wrote some great songs himself. But uh, man, he he brings the energy. <laughs> uh, you know, has a great time, very gregarious and. Uh, uh, I like that one a lot. And they both married musicians, right, at least at one point. But Bruce is still married to Kelly Willis. And then, uh, or are they? Maybe. Not positive. Not positive. <laughs> no, no, no. Kelly Willis is a legend in her own right. Yep. And then Charlie married one of the Dixie Chicks there for yep. a little while. Yeah. And, uh, and then Bruce wrote the, 
what was it? Uh, the uh, traveling, soldier. traveling soldier traveling for soldier, yeah. yeah for the Dixie Chicks. And the Green Hall, Green Hall is just a blast. I mean, it's just and, and you know what I would say about Green Hall if you haven't been down there on our live music update with Nick Shuley is it is New Braunfels is blowing up. Like it's, if you want to go down and spend the afternoon in New Braunfels and then end up at Green Hall. There is so much. Our man Ty Harrington would tell you, come and he lives down there, man. It is. There's so much to do now. Restaurants and bolt, cool bars and hit the downtown scene. There's a lot. You can spend a weekend in New Braunfels, have oh. a good old time. If you're going to go, find a Friday, Saturday show, You know, take some friends, take, take a significant other or something, and, and go spend the night. Go to a go to a show at Green and just walk around. It is it's such a special place. It really is, and still dude, beautiful. It's it's, it's taken off. Uh, and then the number one, we played them coming back. Got a cool little uh, Americana, you know, rock pop kind of feel to them. What are we doing? Yeah. So so number one, if you if you have not seen this band, definitely go out. They were buzzing pretty hard last year at, at South by Southwest. Not this past year, but the year before. And they're playing the Scoot Inn. It's they're called the Nude Party, and they are managed by the the gentleman who manages the the Black Pumas, Ryan Madison. And uh, this this band's on a on a big trajectory. Uh, I know when I said bring bring us back with some nude party, uh, Ty was like, <laughs> I want to go to a nude party. Where's the nude party? What are we? Where you're, is your face said a lot with that? <laughs> what, what's what's out in Signer Ranch, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey now, the nude party. You ever been to one of those, Ty? A nude party or anything like it? No. I went to some interesting parties in college, but nothing, now nothing I've heard like of that. like these these parties where they do like shaving cream or or bubbles. The bubble party, like well, I've been so- to, like a body paint party before. <laughs> oh wow, man, it's weird. I'm on the wrong invite list. Mine <laughs> just have alcohol. <laughs> That's good. Well, what's the ones where they where they they like the like the soap, like the soap? Yeah. Oh, foam party. Foam party. Foam party. The soap makes things dirtier. Let's just yeah. let's just say that it, it, it's not a clean liquid by <laughs> a few hours into the party. It's more I'm of sure a, it gets a little a little randy in there. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. <laughs> the craziest party I attended in college was the black light party. Oh no! Uh, at, at Sammy, one of the Jewish fraternities, and they would have the um, African American fraternity, the Omegas, and they would co-host a party. <laughs> you would th- you wouldn't think it would work, but it, it did. Oh, that's it. amazing! By the way, the Nude Party is a American band from North Carolina. There you Six-piece go, six-piece band who rock it out. That's going to be where Scoot in. That's at the Scoot, and that's your number one pick for the week. And it was tough to get those picks, so uh, good stuff. Nick Shuley with us every Wednesday, talking some. Uh, NIL and uh, and also the music, uh, Nick. The uh, you also always give us some tickets to give away, some spots because we want people to get out and see live music. Oh yeah, and this this one I, I didn't put it on the list, but it's always in the top ten. If you if you haven't gone out to see Patrice Pike at the Saxon Pub, she plays almost every Thursday, and she has the most incredible voice. She was the she was on the, one of the singing shows, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't that. I think she, she was, was on one of those shows. She at one was point. the lead singer of uh, uh, Little Sister, which then became Sister Seven, and they were they they had a lot of uh, airplay in the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, and she she if she has some pipes on her, and it's definitely worth it. And seeing it at the Saxon, uh, the the good folks at the Saxon always come through with some tickets. So we're uh, we'll, we'll have two two tickets to that. Uh, and I don't know. She how was she appeared on the CBS primetime TV series Rockstar. Look at look Rockstar. at Rockstar. I, I remember go. seeing it when I'm I, I remember, remember talking about it when she was there because she was such an Austin staple. Oh yeah, uh, Patrice Pike. So uh, if you want to see that, when is that show at Saxon? That's tomorrow. All right. So if you want to be out there tomorrow night, don't call if you can't go tomorrow night and see Patrice Pike. It's going to be on Nick Shuley and the great people at Saxon. They'll put you on the list. It's four four seven three seven seven six. Ty, you get to pick the winner, and we'll come back. Nick, thanks a lot, man. Thank y'all. All right, we're back. B and E. Mornings with Bucky and Aaron.
Watching J.J. Watt right now in an appearance on ESPN this morning. The uh, show with Stephen A. Smith. He's talking about he and his wife's investment in Burnley FC in the Premier League. That's pretty cool. I like that. That'll be part of a buck on, buck off Thursday tomorrow. So get those ready. Who you bucking on, who you bucking off. That's uh, every Thursday. Buck will be out. But Mike Craven, who did a great job this morning talking all things football, hoops as well. He'll be back with us. Uh, so looking forward to that. Appreciate Mike coming in. Appreciate Nick Shuley and then... Uh, we had a winner for our Patrice Pike tickets down at Saxon Pub. That was, uh, what did you say, Randy? Ben Roman. Ben Roman. I was thinking Roman. Ben Roman. Nice job, Ben. Also, uh, somebody on the text line wanted to go to that show. We'll see if we can get him on the list, too, or she. Uh, Patrice Pike show is really good. Uh, all right, so we've had some breaking news during the show, uh, and now there's new breaking news. Randall Cobb, told you earlier, has agreed to play with his buddy Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Aaron said he didn't have a list of players that they wanted him to. He wanted the team to sign, but so far, Alan Lazard and <laughs> Randall Cobb have joined the team, and they traded Elijah Moore, if you remember, the uh, slot receiver that they had a high, high opinion of. But they traded him, the Jets did, to acquire the Browns' second-round pick so that they could give up that second-round pick to the Packers in the Aaron Rodgers deal to get that done and still have a pick in the second round. So. Uh, Jets wheeling and dealing. Uh, Randall Cobb joining the Jets. Also, how about this, Ty? Just change your thoughts tonight. The uh, 76ers say that Joel Embiid is likely to play tonight. He wins his MVP last night, 33 points a game. Uh, he's going to play. Now, Doc Rivers has said it'll be medical-based. If the doctors say he's good to go, we're going to play him. And uh, he was listed as unlikely, and now a report that he's going to play tonight against the Celtics in Boston. And what a jolt that can be for the 76ers who already won a game there in Boston. Yeah, it was a bad timing for me that took Boston minus 10 tonight, but <laughs> it makes the game more exciting and that series more exciting. Can you hedge sure. that now? I could, yeah. yeah. I might do that. Good idea. I think maybe hedge that because that, that broke. But or And I think all you do is hope is that they're – and I don't think Doc Rivers would do this, but rushing Embiid back. I think the fact that he's, he's going to play is big because, I mean, you already have the game. You've already you know earned the split in Boston. Uh, and you don't want to risk it because it's a long series and there's still a lot of playoff series to be played. But uh, that's a big piece of news that Joel Embiid is back tonight. That's the only NBA game, by the way. Only NBA game. Uh, we do have Major League Baseball. Astros and Giants will play the uh, rubber game of their series this afternoon. It's a great pitching matchup down at Minute Maid Park. Logan Webb and uh, Framber Valdez. Astros got through a game last night. They lost, but they didn't have a pitcher leave with an injury, so that's good. They got beat 2-0. But uh, Rangers have won four in a row, T.Y. They get the uh, Diamondbacks, the Snakes, at 1 o'clock today. Going for the sweep. I wish I could watch it. Why can't you? Because the Rangers games don't play here. They don't? No. I get them. Not on YouTube TV. Oh, I get them on DirecTV Channel 676. I'll be watching and keeping an eye on both of those ball games today. And then the Celtics and the 76ers tonight in hoops action. Uh, Ty sent me a piece of breaking news that it turns out Jackson Mahomes, brother of Patrick, has been arrested, charged with sexual battery in East Texas. This is based on a video you told me, Ty? Yeah, it's a video that came out around the Super Bowl of him being a little too aggressive with a, I think, a 41-year-old bar owner. Uh, I saw that. We'll see how how this goes. But right now he's been arrested and charged. charged So so an early buck off Thursday, buck off to Jackson Mahomes. Would you just get out of the news, please? Your brother's the best quarterback in the world. Let's go ahead and stay out of the headlines. Hey, Craig Way coming. Light the tower. Jeff Howe and the crew. Looking forward to it. That's coming next here on B&E.